0: Local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5 for this Wednesday, January the 24th, 2024. Patrick Reynolds taking you home at this 5.06 p.m. on the East Coast. You just heard Town Talk with lake norman chamber of commerce president bill russell every wednesday here at 4 p.m leads us right into the news drive at five they had a good discussion on the real estate market and home inspections so check that out on wsic news talk social media catch that on demand and here on the news drive at five i am joined live in studio with a guest somewhat of a pseudo co-host today Iredell County Commissioner, and you may remember her as my co-host on the Why Should I Care program. Wait, wait, wait. Who's
1: co-host?
0: my co-host i
1: believe that was the other way around okay say. i
0: co-hosted you there we go there i finally go. got a show can i have a moment in the sun for a moment
1: oh i guess so welcome to the banter welcome to the banter okay your turn patrick I'll let I, you, I was just I'll let really steer this time
0: see you're jumping right along and you were just gonna let me let me say your name
1: let's see i wonder how many people can figure out the voice
0: Everybody, it's Melissa Neeter. Melissa <laughs> Neeter is back in studio with me. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Glad to be here. It's Appreciate a the
0: time. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about. We've got some news headlines today mm-hmm. revolve around Iredell County. You are running for re-election on I the am. Board of Commissioners. we got a uh, chuck full of show news today, and Producer Joe telling me we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, caller. How are you? Hi, it's Yolanda. How
1: you doing? Hi.
0: Hi, Yolanda. Yolanda from iCats joins us for our traffic update. Good afternoon, girl. How are you? How are you today? We're doing well. A little drizzly and damp the... up here in Statesville, but uh, what do you got for traffic? I have police and fire
1: activity um, on I-77 Northbound at exit 33, um, major backup from that exit on back. And then we also have... Um, uh heavy congestion over the bridges due to um the fog is really really heavy over the bridges um so it's slow going over there and we also have a major backup at um exit 23 over there by the um huntersville from huntersville up to pineville matthews that's it okay north i'm sorry going south South Southbound. okay This rain has my brain soggy. (laughs)
0: Sorry. Well, these are getting the jump on the April showers, so May should bloom beautifully here around Lake Norman. Yeah, well, we appreciate the update. Thank you so much, Yolanda. Safe travels to you this afternoon. Yeah, everybody be safe, and use your low beams on the fog. (laughs) Y'all heard Yolanda out there. Use your low beams on the fog. So we've got some low cloud cover and some rain causing some delays, Pirate. Police and fire activity northbound on I 77, exit 33. Some congestion and slowdowns on the bridges, and a little bit of a slowdown exit 23, southbound on I 77. Pack your patience as you're leaving the office today, but safe travels get home to the family. And Melissa, you got into the studio okay, nice and safe. Thank you so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Good to have you today. We're going to go over some news headlines, and we're certainly going to delve into your campaign and get your thoughts on some Iredell County news here Something. on the News Drive at 5. You ready for that? You buckled I in? I am ready. And you got that headset on. You're looking good.
1: I do. Look professional, right?
0: <laughs> you look, you're look. you the one in the room that's professional, so it's good to have you with us. At
1: least he's finally admitting it. <laughs> Making a note of that right now.
0: 5, 10 p.m. January 24th, right. Patrick 2024. Patrick said.
1: You know, I still got the Patrick said. Don't forget, we're going to have to recap how we got together.
0: Yes, we will. Yes, we will. On this one? And we got some stuff to go to. You do your job. I do, I do my thing. Do your thing. And we're going to recap, then it's going to be all you and me. This is going to be fun. 844-STUDIO-4 gets you into Patrick, Melissa, and Joe. And we want to talk about the tickets that we are giving away to the home shows coming up. Uh, one this weekend and one in February. 4 pack of tickets will be given away in the 5.45 segment of the News Drive at 5. The Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord. And the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show, February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Melissa, I might be able to hook you up some tickets if you want to go. That
1: is one of my favorite things to go look at. Anything when you're talking about home
0: and yard. I know. I remember. Yes, absolutely. I remember. So, so how
1: many tickets are you giving away?
0: We've got a four-pack to a lucky winner who calls okay. in. It's two to each show.
1: So that's going to be what time do they need to call
0: 545.
1: in? 5.45. 5.45. And that's Joe's job to keep up with the clock.
0: Uh, well, it's sort of mine, too. Oh, He's going to get okay. mad if I do not. So I got gotcha. you. I don't want to get scolded by the producer.
1: I understand. Well, well you can well, see the size of those numbers in here, so you shouldn't miss the clock.
0: Yeah, they're they're pretty big. They are. <laughs> I will keep my eye on them and keep my co-host in line.
1: Oh, good luck. Go oh, ahead, back oh, to co- the news.
0: Co-host. Back to the news. <laughs> the top five at five stories that we are tracking for you today. The Ardell County Sheriff's Office makes an arrest in connection with area break-ins. A German company plans to invest $38 million into a Mooresville facility. The Troutman Planning Board recommends approval of a new townhome project. Mooresville commissioners approve a laundry langtree rezoning project and fundraising support is a priority for the mooresville graded school district we have commissioner nieder in-house and she is going to give us her two cents on some of these topics as they directly affect Mm Iredell county our top story right now a stony Point man faces several charges in connection with motor vehicle break-ins at a home off harris bridge road following an investigation by the Aradale County Sheriff's Office. Sheriff Darren Campbell announced the arrest of Jacob Lloyd Fountain, age 27. Aradale County Sheriff's Office Deputy English responded to a residence in the 300 block of Harris Bridge Road on January 21st in reference to a report of a suspicious person. Upon arrival, Deputy English spoke with the homeowner and reviewed a security video that showed a chainsaw had been stolen. Now, Melissa, you have a very good relationship with the Sheriff's Office here we in Iredell mm-hmm. County. Uh, Darren Campbell and his boys on air here at WSIC every week, they are. as well as definitely on top in keeping our folks say, safe. How much interaction do you have as a commissioner with the Sheriff's Office and Darren Campbell? A
1: regular basis. Yeah. We uh, we talk. We hear what's going on. Uh, top-notch team. We are so proud of what the work that they do in our county. Uh, low crime rate. We feel safe. Not to mention the fact that they, we have the SROs in every school, the involvement in the community, the teen academies, the citizens' academies. That's how you build the relationships. And he mm-hmm. is all concerned about the relationships with the people. But the team, they're professional. They are top-notch. Couldn't ask for any better.
0: We have them here uh, every week. In Mm -hmm. uh, Good, the Bad, and the Guilty, right? Yes, That's it. I I always want to say Good, Bad, and the Ugly, being a Clint Eastwood fan. But obviously they got the title of the show for that. Uh, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. right here at WSIC. We had a replay today. As Mm -hmm. does happen from time to time. They are the Sheriff's Department, Mm -hmm. so sometimes things happen where maybe a radio broadcast is not their top priority. So we had another repeat. If you're on the WSIC social media platforms or listening to the station, you heard a rerun this afternoon. Mm -hmm. uh, On-demand stuff, but they should be back here Wednesday next week, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 105.9 FM, 100.7 and 1400 a.m., as well as the WSIC socials. We have got Iredell County Commissioner Melissa Nieder in studio as my co-host and guest. We've got more top stories of Iredell County and Lake Norman. And we're certainly going to delve into Commissioner Nieder's thoughts on the headlines as well as any thoughts she has on her campaign. News Drive at 5 rolls on. We'll be right back. News Drive at 5 rolls on here. WSIC News Talk Radio for Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. I am Patrick Reynolds. Thanks for having us along for the ride. Before we go any further, I want to say happy birthday to our station owner, Justin Kazepis. Yes, it is his birthday today. I don't know the age, but I'm sure he's over 21, old enough to vote Oh, that's
1: a good. That's a good segue.
0: Yeah, that is a good segue. That is, that is a good segue. I want to get to this story in Mooresville Hill shortly, which you, Melissa, can mm-hmm. share quite a bit more on it than I have. I'm going to introduce it, but first, our listeners, uh, some of them may be tuning in, saying, "Oh, great." It's great that Patrick and Melissa are back together for a segment, and some of them That's might right. be tuning in going, who the heck is Melissa? That's right. Where
1: <laughs> did she come from? <laughs> where did,
0: where did I, fill, fill our listeners in. If they don't know, maybe they've never heard of the Why Should I Care program used to air That's right, that it's been a while. It's been a little saying, bit. Yeah. As,
1: it's been a little bit since that happened. But yeah, there's. I can't even remember the year, Patrick. We would have to dig back into your... 18-ish? 20- I think you're right. Yeah, I was gonna say, look back in your photos, right? Because we did some (laughs) promotional stuff. But yes, uh, back when Kim Watson was out here at the station, I had a conversation with her, and she encouraged me to go ahead and step that next, go ahead and take that next step into community involvement, sharing what we do with nonprofits. Because my years with McDonald's, I was so involved with Mm -hmm. community. So I'm like, okay, let's take this on the air. That was the next thing because so many times you hear about things that are going on. How can I help? What can I do? And the thing I would hear a lot is I never heard anything about that. I never knew I would have been a part of. Right. So it got me off the street corners, quit calling <laughs> about it. You know, it's like let's let's do a radio show. And at that point a lot of the topics could have been a little heavy. Everything from suicide to, to mm-hmm. veteran distress and various other topics. I needed a uh, a sidekick who could take verbal abuse <laughs> Um, and I'm like, well, Patrick's a great one for that. <laughs> so at that time, you were still Guilty. here in, in uh, advertising. Yep. yep. And you were familiar with the ins and outs of radio. And I was in have familiar with the ins and outs of talking and yeah. and sharing perspectives and asking questions. And, and that's where you came into play. It's like, okay. you know, So you and I, we had well over 100 episodes. Sure did. Um, sure did. And I came up with the name, Why Should I Care?, for the radio show, because literally is a little sarcasm, but in truth, why should I care? Mm-hmm. It's truly because there are so many reasons and so many causes out there to care about. Little did I know that why should I care as an acronym is WSIC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That was never on Coincidence, purpose. Coincidence, cool. It is, it yeah. is. So during our, uh, it was every Thursday morning at 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. We would meet in the station and interview so many nonprofits yes, and hear the stories. Oh my gosh, oh. it was all over the place with with the causes and the and the communication of that. So, and then it got to the point where I just didn't have enough hours in a day and I was stretched so thin on on trying to do everything that I wanted sure. to. It got to the point where I had to take some things out of my schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing like doing live radio. Um, and I'm appreciative of the opportunity to back here with you at the microphone. Oh, oh the memories of verbal banter, questions, <laughs> trivia, um, and and good stories. So glad a, to be here.
0: Thank you. I had a wonderful time with the show with you. It was good. So many good memories. I, yeah. I never had a bad memory. or, or, a, or a, you, like you blocked a, it out if yeah. you did. <laughs> Early morning coffee. Yeah, you that was true. A lot of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you did get so busy as a commissioner, and mm-hmm. our next story... R- relates directly. You've got some great yes. information on this. Let me re- yeah,
1: tell us a little bit about little, that story. A little,
0: little bit of facts here. Mm-hmm. In Mooresville, Dean, I believe I'm pronouncing Den. that cor- Is it Den? Mm-hmm. Okay, excuse me. D-E-H-N, German company, which is an international electric engineering and manufacturing company, has selected... Iredell county as the location for its new united states headquarters operation this is going to create according to them 195 jobs the company will invest 38.6 million dollars into this project which will bring production research and training capabilities to the headquarters site which will be located in mooresville you know a whole lot more about this right now you Mm were there
1: I was there, and it was one of the pieces of being a commissioner that I really appreciate. It's like I'm on the Economic Development Corporation board, and with that, I get to see what companies are coming here. But before we dive in a little more in <laughs> these details of the story, I want to ask you a question there, sure. Patrick. You know what it's like when there's thunderstorms, lightning strikes, and things yep. like that. So, you know, we all are familiar with a surge protector. Mm-hmm. You plug it in the wall. You plug your items, your, your yeah. oh, your sensitive digital devices, TVs, things like that. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't you know, have a lightning strike near the house or your office. So that is just a small piece of what this company is involved with. Let's let's take it to the next level. It is an electrifying topic, <laughs> if you will.
0: Oh with man. With that,
1: the other aspect is what happens when businesses lose power, lose internet, lose everything. We're all plugged in, right? We sure are. We feel Restricted, if things could become unplugged. Mm -hmm. What do we do if our devices don't connect? We're stuck. Talk about your distribution centers losing power. Yeah. Think about this one, too. What about hospitals? Yeah, they've got backup generators, right? Right. A lot of businesses do. Mm -hmm. However, there are situations where lightning strikes or, or electricity, various things are so high a voltage that it causes a crippling effect. They are working on products that would take now. See, I'm not the engineer. They've got they've got qualified people, but I was really astonished that there is a business that is working on creating grounding type equipment. Mm-hmm. Okay, imagine this, it's like it's in the ground. It absorbs that lightning strike and spreads it into the earth, okay? I'm not a scientist. Don't pretend to be one. Mm-hmm. But it is phenomenal what they're working on doing to protect our businesses, even small down to, you know, homeowners grounding lightning strike protection
0: so beyond face value then i read the numbers just right, to, you right. know the jobs the the amount of money being invested uh this goes way beyond that it does You're,
1: they're a worldwide company okay they are they've been in business for 113 years and family owned so it's a very interesting dynamic so yesterday at the uh the i guess you could say the announcement we had press uh, conference yeah. was it a, very close, right. because we had state representation of okay. commerce and such making these announcements because their pay is on a higher scale. So they're being recognized from the state as well. It's above average pay for Iredell County. Okay. So we had the city of Mooresville. We had the state of North Carolina. I was there with the county. We had economic development. And these are things we want to see coming into our area as we expand and growth is we want to see businesses here sure do. that are... They're family-owned, but they're worldwide. They have other businesses located in Japan, India, around the world. And they selected Mooresville, North Carolina. Hmm. My hometown, I was born and raised. <laughs> here's, here's another part of this. Let's, let's bring it down to those of us who've been in the area for quite some time. Merino Mills down in, in Mooresville area is an area that was a mill that mm-hmm. was pretty much looking like it was on its last leg. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of legs, I uh, used to go in there As a oh gosh young teen, and buy Levi's because they were manufactured there, and you could buy the seconds for a lot cheaper than you could pay full price. So I spent a lot of time there, so my legs, you know, get it legs on the pants, legs walked in. Okay, never mind, Patrick. It's okay. That's all right. We'll leave the humor for later. Just fine. Okay. (laughs) I'm the guest. You're supposed to laugh. Remember the order of these things that (laughs) work out? Thank you. You're hilarious. Okay. So I had an opportunity to meet the CEO, the family members and all. They had such a huge team from Germany there, such a professional group and excited about it. And what they really liked was the way that the community embraced them. Mm. They felt like it was a good place to bring their people to raise their families To look at our community to provide an opportunity for interesting jobs, good benefits, and good pay. It was just, you know, a fascinating opportunity to meet someone not like I've, uh, you know. He was very well-versed in English, and the one gentleman, his name is Ingo. He was one of the ones that would do the real estate scouting, if you will, picking out locations. Makes Mm -hmm. his home in Canada. Versed in four or five languages, because he really just travels around the world to expand the business. So, welcome to Mooresville, as I can say. Yeah, that, German was, to
0: that would be my natural next question. It's like, Sir, well, why Mooresville? I'm like, well, we welcomed them. Hometown, that, that, field. we've got just the business
1: a- park, we've got the amenities, we've got the people, we've got the uh, the school systems in the area that are ready and willing to train the people. Mm-hmm. So, And if you look at Iredell County, it is such a great place to live from so many reasons. I do. <laughs> See? I was going to say, just because I was born and raised here, and I often ask questions, just like I was harassing our producer over here, Joe, how did you wind up here? So, And it's the fun and games of, of getting to know our people, but the Economic Development Corporation works very, very hard yeah. at working with businesses to find them suitable locations.
0: So, Looking forward to them moving here. Another That's story. Let's yes. go. In Troutman, mm-hmm. after listening to an hour of neighbors' views and further discussion among board members, the Troutman Planning and Zoning Board voted to recommend approval of a conditional mixed residential rezoning request by Nest Communities for the River Rock Townhome Project. This will be at the corner of Perth Road and Autumn Leaf Road. The developer wants to build 134 townhomes on 11 and a half acres currently de- designated as highway business and neighborhood commercial. The previous owner is hoping to attract a grocery store or a small shopping center, but that never materialized. Any connection with that and Iredell County commissioners, or is that more of a town- That is a town decision. Town decision. Okay. And that's
1: interesting that you say that. And we can jump into that topic for just a moment here before we take a break, and then we can wrap it up afterwards. But just for some thought-provoking questions here, who does make those final decisions for those houses that are popping up all throughout Iredell County and surrounding communities? So those are things that I hear a lot of times. It's like, well, who has that right? How can they put those houses there? And what town does it belong to? Is it the city of Statesville? Is it city of Mooresville? We've got all these municipalities growing in other parts of the country, or county, I should say country, Mm -hmm. some days it feels like it, in other parts of the county. So we'll touch on that one, be thinking about it. If you can come up with an address, does it belong in a municipality or is it county? We'll quiz you, Patrick. Here in just a few minutes
0: that was good x radio host news drive at five rolls on patrick reynolds will talk to you after the break <music> barely back from commercial the news drive at five with patrick reynolds rolls on 5 34 p.m on the east coast wednesday january 24th 2024 We are about 10 minutes away from that ticket giveaway. Four-pack winner for the home shows in Concord and Charlotte. Alongside Melissa Nieder today, who's my co-host and in-studio guest. Want to get to a couple more stories here? Get your take on it. And then we want to get to your campaign or your re-election campaign Mm -hmm. as well. In Mooresville also, uh, there's got some rezoning going on in the Langtree area. Aligned... With a long express goal of creating a technology-focused corporate campus in the Langtree area, Mooresville Town Commissioners unanimously approved a rezoning clearing, rezoning, excuse me, clearing the path for construction of a high-tech manufacturing facility. At a recent meeting, the Town Board approved a planning staff-generated request to rezone more than 87 acres along Transco Road and Langtree Campus Drive, around the existing Corvid Technologies operation uh, to hybrid light industrial. The new zoning correlates with Corvid's plans to build a 200,000-square-foot plant for the production of items, primarily for the defense industry. Mm-hmm. Places in Iredell County growing like, I don't know what to say. So
1: you say Corvid, and it is a very unique business. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the expansion going on down there. Yeah. yeah,
0: more, yes.
1: Things that we didn't see when we were young, Patrick. It wasn't quite the same. Manufacturing has changed just a a bit. bit,
0: Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Jumping from that, growth all the time. Mm -hmm. More stuff, what comes with growth, but the issues faced with that, including the school system. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Mooresville, flexibility and funding emerged as prime subjects during the annual gathering designed to emphasize and enhance collaboration between the Mooresville graded school district and the town, county, and state elected officials, like you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their legislative breakfast featured two hours of conversation focused on district objectives, and in particular, how government representatives could support Mooresville-graded school district in pursuit of those particular goals. You were on hand for that breakfast. I
1: was, and you know, it's uh, very interesting. I've been able to attend that breakfast for, it's an annual occasion, Mm -hmm. as you mentioned. Yep. I have attended that one for many years. I was there as a business owner and uh, listened in from that aspect and now as an elected. What we are faced with so many times, the school's challenges as well, is looking at everything from calendar flexibility to how schools are graded. Um, they were great at Marshall Graded School District for sharing information, explaining those things. And we also had Vicki Sawyer was there and Gray yep. Mills where they were mm-hmm. also there to take that information because a lot of times we at local level are not able to change those. But we can listen and help support and share information. And it's critical that we have those relationships at state level that they hear directly from schools and staff what it's like for them to deal with daily. Mm -hmm. That's a hard business now to get people to become a teacher. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I know in my personal life, I think more former teachers than current school teachers. Right, right. Someone said, and I can't take credit for these words, but I'm going to paraphrase, is you don't become a teacher, certainly for the salary, the money, but because you feel a calling.
1: Absolutely. That's what you got to do. And
0: you need to reward good people like that. That's right. And the question is stuck with folks like yourself is, there we go. How? How. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And that's what state could help navigate some of those at the Raleigh level, mm-hmm. too. So,
0: Well, in uh, conjunction with this Langtree announcement uh, mm-hmm. of, for Corvette Technologies, I think we had one last week that uh, approved the development of a connector from Langtree area over to 115. East-west connector? Yes, the one? east-west connector. That's it. Uh, and the thought process, which I agreed with, was here, let's put in the infrastructure first, before we develop the area. Mm-hmm. The area and the land has been approved for development, but the first project is to put in the infrastructure. In all these surrounding towns, Huntersville, Cornelius, Mooresville, on and on and on, around Lake Norman in general, I think that's the number one complaint with the traffic sure. in schools as that we is, built up. Right. And the infrastructure is lagging behind. From your point of view, mm-hmm. as a county commissioner, mm-hmm. why is that and how did that get to be? Any and idea? it's
1: unique from state to state. A lot of times, so... First and foremost, we've got to realize what the responsibility is of county and what the responsibility, mm-hmm. responsibility is of your municipalities, such as Mooresville, Troutman, Statesville, and you've got Harmony, too, and we also have Love Valley. But we're looking at some of our larger growth situations where there's been conversations around ETJ, there's conversations around annexation, and what the county's role and responsibility is with that. So, number one, county does not do roads. So we're not responsible for roads. Uh, Cities and municipalities are that. Um, The counties are responsibility for schools and parks and recreation direction of providing the capital, the buildings, and those pieces of it. So we also have growth with subdivisions Mm. in the county but we've also seen a lot of the growth coming from right inside your municipalities, such as Statesville, Zone, Troutman, and the growth. And that is one of the biggest concerns that we have. So here's another interesting... We don't have enough hours in a day to cover all of this, (laughs) but...
0: We'll use all we got right here. (laughs) We'll use
1: what we got right now, because these are questions that I get a lot. How come, let's just say the city of Statesville is allowed to build a subdivision outside of their city limits annexation right okay here's the thing there is a limit three miles way a crow flies for the city to be able to annex a property however the property owner has to request that the city of states will cannot demand that piece of land it is a request from the owner of the property then they work with the city to have the rezoning after the annexation and that could be anything from a rezoning for a business it could be a rezoning for houses so their guidelines and restrictions are different from what the county has so it gets very very confusing mm-hmm. if you live next to or near and you're used to living in the country and you see the city coming into the area so it's it's a complex life-changing situation when we are in a county like Iredell, that the growth is tremendous.
0: Here's something I heard, and I'm going to stress the words I heard, because I don't know this is fact. Mm -hmm. But I heard somebody, and it was somebody in office, say that the development falls with the town and the roads are with the state. You just described a situation where I think the roads are also with the town. So it's development Is it's, that an easy defi- definition there? It is not. No. It's
1: not easy to define. And another tough piece of this puzzle is in the state of North Carolina, we are not allowed to have impact fees. And I will give you a definition on what an impact fee is to make sure that I get it exactly right. Please. So another challenge in the county is we cannot charge impact fees on developers. An impact fee is typically a one-time payment imposed by a local government on a property developer. The fee is meant to offset financial impact, a development, places on public roads, schools, parks, recreational facilities, water, sewer, among other services. Currently, local elected officials are not permitted to request an impact fee from a developer. This was decided by the North Carolina Supreme Court years back. And at this point, our state elected officials have not brought forth legislation to allow local governments to levy impact fees. So who does Mm -hmm. that burden fall on? Taxpayers. Yeah, that's right. Your property owners. Mm -hmm. We have sales tax. We have property tax. The burden falls on that. We have, of course, there's other minor income that comes to the county. But here's the thing. When these developments pop up, who builds the schools? The county. Mm -hmm. We've got services. We've got EMS. We've got there's. You know, we've got 19 different fire departments, volunteer. And you've got the cities have got their fire departments. So it is, we've got, of course, you'll hear people say that growth, we've got good problems. That's right. We're not drying up and blowing away. We do have jobs. We do have a great place to live. But we've got to find a balance. And the rate mm-hmm. of speed is what concerns me at times. And the number of houses. To the point where in the county, as we as a commissioner sit currently, are not accepting ETJ requests. That's extraterritorial jurisdiction, meaning if the city wants to go ahead and take land in without annexation, it's a no. Okay, so if you want the annexation, you have to do it with the property. owner Because we believe in property rights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we don't want to come in here and say, hey, you can't sell it to, you know, or whoever's your entrance selling. It's sell a it free to. market. Right, it's a free market. But, it's like, what are our restrictions? So, at county level again, we are looking at and currently working on putting additional restrictions on buffers, um, creating cluster homes where they have more open space. They can still cluster the houses together, but giving more open space and more green space. So it's a lot of changes going on, a lot of changes.
0: Less than a minute left here till yeah. our next break. Why are these impact fees? not being charged why was that brought up by the supreme court all those years ago why is that that and seems very very it, counterintuitive de- like why in
1: the world does that it happen? depends on who you're going to ask i suspect and i'm saying this out loud on the radio yeah. i suspect that there's it's very awkward in raleigh to sometimes get things passed with lobbyists but this it is time for us as a state and some areas do have impact base it's something we need to look at and talk with with our locals Mm -hmm. and with our state representatives because we've been putting a lot of burden on our local taxpayers.
0: Well said. We've got more with Melissa Nieder coming up after the break and our ticket giveaway. The News Drive at 5 rolls on. I'm Patrick Reynolds. We'll be right back. News Drive at five rolls on 5 48 p.m. on the East Coast for Wednesday, January 24th, hey, 2024. Patrick, what you
1: got in your hand? What is what, that?
0: These this is a what is that? these are the winning tickets.
1: The winning tickets.
0: I got a four-pack of tickets right here, right now. What are you gonna do with them? I'm gonna give them to a lucky caller.
1: How they got what are they gonna do? What number are they gotta call?
0: 844 Studio. Studio. I mean, I got to type that out.
1: 788
0: 3464. That pack of tickets. I'm holding in my hand for the social media video feed. You see those tickets, they're yours. Just got to call in. 844 788 3464. Always say that number more than once. We learned that from Joe Vagnone on Local Business.
1: Well, it's like, especially if, you know, you don't have that pen and paper ready. Sure. And I can't memorize numbers. It might stick with me for just a moment there, but sometimes. Pen and paper.
0: Did you want that one more time? 844 That's right. And don't say
1: that backwards. That would just confuse everyone. <laughs> but it's four tickets to the home and garden show.
0: Yeah, two two shows, two tickets to each show.
1: What? Could now be- you're confusing me. <laughs>
0: Call in to win. Leave it just at that. Just leave it at that. Leave a it ticket. at that. That's
1: right. <laughs> then we can figure it out, right? Yes. I got something to ask you, Patrick.
0: Go ahead, Commissioner Neater. So
1: have you got all your news stories taken care of?
0: We have covered our headlines for today. What do you got?
1: That's good. So let's do some thought-provoking questions let's because we have been talking a little bit about the political world, right?
0: A lot about the political world.
1: And it is to the point now in this day and age where it doesn't go away. It's pretty much constant, it feels like. Even though there are certain weeks and months that it is heavier and more prevalent in your face at various levels. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's actually a question that I posed to seniors in a high school when I had gone to visit a class. Okay? Okay. So, you know, I go, I spend time in classrooms and visit with and bit. talk to, and I talk to, whether it's civics or finance or any different aspects of, uh, in the classroom. So, as I was visiting one of our local schools, one of the questions I asked the seniors in there, Was, do you think being a politician is a bad thing? Okay. Mm -hmm. I did it by show of hands. We'll circle back around to that in a moment. Okay. So, Patrick. Yes. Listeners, that's the first thing that pops in your head. Is being a politician a bad thing? Patrick?
0: My answer, no. Okay. It's not. My thought is that you, much like a teacher, for some reason, whatever's inside you, you were called to serve. Uh, I put politicians... Lawyers, mechanics, uh, police officers—like right. the ninety-nine point nine nine percent—are down there doing Service. a great job every day. But that mm-hmm. one tenth of that one hundredth one percentile—that's your news headlines. Or the are the are because there's there's bad folks in absolutely every everywhere profession. every profession. Every profession. But the those folks, those like those are your headlines because you know that's, that's right. what sells. So I think uh, those professions and politicians uh, should not be a profession. We'll go down my road right here. That's quite all right by me. Yeah, it's like it should not be a profession. Your job should not be reelected. Your job should be something else. But Mm you are called to serve, much like a teacher is called to teach. uh, You know, a class, and 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 that's interesting. That's what I think. So that was question
1: one. So I had about half the kids in the class. It was about twenty some students. So about half the hands went up for that one. Second question. I asked two questions. Second question was this: Do all politicians lie? Every mm. hand went up in the room. Yeah. Interesting fact here is, I said, I am your local politician. Their jaws dropped. They said, oh, Ms. Neeter, we're so sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I said, I say that and I ask those questions to make a point. It is extremely important to get to know the people that are running for office. Get to know the people before you elect them. And I told him, I said, I understand your thoughts, because it can be clouded by what is out there in the media. Mm-hmm. There are the negative connotations, however, at local level, get to know your people, get to know your candidates. So welcome to the time of year when it is campaign season. You drive around, you'll see the signs. Sure. It, it is. It's local. We've got state. We've got national. So it's a busy time of year. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's another thing, Patrick, is it more important to vote in the primary? or the general election in Iredell County. More important. More important. Hmm. And I say that from a point of, let's just say, in your schedule, if you're going to make time for something to vote, you need to vote both.
0: Uh, everybody How, agrees on that. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's make a clear Make time, one. make a plan, vote.
1: Right. Primary or general. I, I learned back e- shortly before I ran for office, actually it's good many years before I ran for office, the importance of the primary. So if you said primary Mm -hmm. in Iredell County, absolutely. The race for county commissioners will be decided after the end of voting closes on March the 5th. Why do I say that? Mm -hmm. There are seven Republicans running for three seats, including the three incumbents. There are two Democrats running for those seats. At the primary, the Republicans will be decided. On the ballot, it says, so if you walk in and you request a ballot and you're either registered Republican, unaffiliated, or several other approved uh, parties, thank you, you can request your ballot. And then when you go to vote, you're going to see with the county commissioner section where it says you may choose up to three Mm -hmm. because there's three seats. You can choose one, you can choose two, you can choose three. That's a unique opportunity that people don't always know about. But at the end of the day, on March the 5th, when all ballots are in, all the counting is finalized, there's going to be three people in the primary, left standing, and four that will go home. Those three will go to the November ballot where the final count is done. You'll have three Republicans and two Democrats, but four go home, okay?
0: That's for the seven Republicans. That's that correct, on the
1: county commissioners. There's a lot of other races going on. But, yeah. of course, I'm speaking because I'm on the ballot. Of course. And that's what it is so important to me as a person, to have the opportunity to continue to serve the citizens of Ardell County. It was a little different when I ran in 20. Mm-hmm. And I say that because two of the board at that time were coming off and they were not interested in serving again. At this time we have three that are on the ballot that wish to serve again, one being me. So it is a unique opportunity. Attend to forums. You need to you know follow up on what forums are at, read up on people. It's more than just seeing a name. You need to get to know the person behind that. And ask them tough questions. Reach out to them. Reach out to them on Facebook, send them a message mm-hmm. any way you can. Um you can look at mine at Need Neater on Facebook or you can message me at Melissa Neater. On Facebook Website Those have kind of Died off I had no activity On website, okay. So I ended that one um, But it is A wonderful opportunity To serve the citizens
0: What do the numbers Of the board look like You mentioned Two Democrats Are running Seven mm-hmm. Republicans mm-hmm. That's seven And the primaries Will be right. narrowed Down to three Three And mm-hmm. then when we go To the general election mm-hmm. In November That's correct What are the numbers Look like that We vote in
1: Right. Who when goes? you so at looking at the county commissioner race, in November there's gonna be three names yep. on the Democrat oh, I'm sorry, on the Republican side and two on the Democrats. Two Democrats,
0: side. three Republicans. That's
1: right. So you have an opportunity to select three, up to three.
0: Out of those five. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So it's a on the ballot.
0: Yeah, so okay, from the numbers that you're telling me, you mentioned it during the commercial break, the primary versus the general election. Yep. So when you asked the question, I wonder like my what I was thinking, I was trying to think through it. But I, my, uh, my my head was already biased because you mentioned it during our commercial mm-hmm. break. But I was wondering what I, an honest answer would have been. I probably would say I bet the general election was more important than the primaries. That's not in this case. Now, with, with and the, numbers, the number of voters right. is
1: always higher almost by, oh, I'm afraid to say. I'll have to look back at numbers and that. And we'll run out of time before I have a chance to look that up. But I will get yeah. that information to you because it, well, it depends on the year. We're in a presidential year with, with the county. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course it generates more interest to get people out, yeah. but it's still the numbers in November are significantly higher than the primary. So it's the biggest things are making sure you get to know your people. I'm gonna ask you another opinion because we got a little bit of time and just yep. some just some fun questions about politics in general because there's different ways to campaign. Of course you got your signs, your TV ads, your radio ads. I actually. I have my opinions on this, but I'll, I'll leave it for you. I want to hear from you, Patrick, on working or volunteering and standing at the polls, mm-hmm. where you can a lot of times see your candidates lined up. I did that some back in uh, 20. And it was interesting to see people's interest or aversion to that. So it's an interesting opportunity to, if you stand out at early voting sites, Yeah. Um, to either engage with voters I will never run out in front of somebody and say hey vote for me vote for me <laughs> that is the wrong thing to do but some people will walk a very wide circle around the candidates to avoid that because they've already got their minds made up right they've done their research they're ready to vote however there's also some folks that would walk up to me because they're on the fence one to ask a few questions sure so just what are your thoughts as on, a yeah as a voter
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Um, as a voter, I'm not adverse to talking to candidates. Uh, you, we're coming up on a minute left. I wish I had longer I know, with you here. Right. But yeah, I, I, I'm think I'm one of those people that when I'm walking up to to vote, to actually vote, mm-hmm. I have made up my mind. Right. I don't. You're mind. in the
1: majority. I will tell right. you that. That I, is the majority of voters.
0: Yep. I happily, like, if I didn't know you, happily entertain. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. You know, yeah. Melissa. And I would engage you in friendly Mm chit-chat. But I'm already made up my mind going in. I think, you know, because I I actually do, you know, some reading and some research. And
1: that's the thing. Folks like you. What I ask our voters is do not vote by just closing your eyes and filling in a circle on the ballot. (laughs) Please don't do it that way. Do some research. Do some reading, talking to people. Um, Just get out there and vote. March 5th is the primary date, February 15th. Thank the you so of much, early voting. Patrick. Hey, thank you for up. having me on the air. This has been a News blast. News drive
0: at five. Uh, scoreboard with Joe Burke coming up next. Patrick Reynolds. I'll talk to you tomorrow.